This is Caregiver's Compass, an uplifting podcast all about the ins and outs of caregiving for a loved one. Tips, tricks, true stories, and experts. It's all here on Caregiver's Compass. Hello and welcome to another episode of Caregiver's Compass. I'm your host, Stephanie Muscat, registered social worker and psychotherapist. Please note that this episode is not the act of psychotherapy. So I am so honored today because I get to be with one of the most incredible people I've seen in this space on social media. I'm not just saying that. If you don't know who she is, you better go figure it out because her name is Carrie Alberts, otherwise known as Dementia Darling on Instagram. She is a certified dementia practitioner. She has her master of science degree focused in gerontology, and she's currently the director of an adult daycare center in Las Vegas, Nevada. She provides support, education, and community to dementia caregivers. That is just the surface of who you are. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be talking to you and thanks for all that you do. (laughs) Oh, thank, thank you. I really am so excited to get into this conversation because I have so much to ask you and I have so much to learn about you. So I first found you on the Instagram space. You post the most incredible, inspirational content, so informative. And it seems like you do that out of the goodness of your heart. Like really you do it because you love it. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred and thousand percent. Uh, yeah, I started it two years ago, almost two years now, um, between jobs. And I was like, how can I still help when I'm not employed and I'm just volunteering? How can I help? How can I get the word out there? How can I reach more people? And so I started this Instagram and I was shocked how many people actually wanted to hear what I had to say. And so it just kind of snowballed into something a little bigger, which has been just such a fun experience that people care. Unfortunately, as you know, not everyone, but eventually I feel like everyone will be touched by dementia at some point. It's not going away, Uh, even though one day we'll live in a world, I know it, where it's going to be gone. We're going to find a cure, but it's just getting bigger. And so people every day are, are being touched by it. And I'm just glad that I can be there to provide a sense of like, you're not alone. First off, don't freak out. You're not alone. And uh, we're going to get through this together type of thing. So yeah, so it's totally from my heart. And That's you do all it, passion. <laughs> you do it so well. And the passion is so evident in everything that you do and your energy. I mean, just speaking to you, we spoke once before this podcast and just speaking to you, I felt like my whole day was uplifted and I was so excited to have that energy back today because you are just such a force of positivity and really. And, and so I'm so glad that I found you in this community and I'm so glad that this community has somebody like you. Now I wanted to go back to the beginning. So what inspired you to, you know, get education in the dementia field and did you have a personal experience it or how did you even get there? 
First off, thank you for saying that, Stephanie. That was really kind of you. For some reason, I've always loved elders since the beginning. My parents were always like, what is her deal? Because I'd be like six years old and just be like, where are the, where's grandpa and grandmas when we go places? So love the grandpas and grandmas anywhere we go. But unfortunately, I watched my grandmother on my dad's side go through her journey with dementia and pass away from it. And I watched my dad become her full-time, long-distance first caregiver. And that was super difficult. Even as a 13-year-old, I could see like, whoa, like there's a lot going on here that I don't understand. And my dad's stressed for the first time. I can really see it. I've never seen my dad cry before this moment. Like, you know, it was that time in my life where I was like, what's going on here? And now as an adult talking to my dad and really understanding what family caregivers do, I just give him so many extra hugs for those years that I didn't understand what he was going through. But after, you know, that and just always loving seniors, when I got to my college and they had a program around aging, my parents were like, you've got to do this. This is your thing. This, you've got to try it. And it's like, you're right. And signed up for every class and fell in love, just fell in love. So um, that's kind of where it started. And what solidified it was starting off at 19 years old for my first internship with an intergenerational adult daycare center. So we had a preschool and the seniors. I was there for almost six years. They, they caught me for life. <laughs> like I did, never wanted to leave there. So they're my, I mean, they're what truly solidified this is what I'm going to do. And this has so much meaning. So yeah, that's kind of where it started. (laughs) Wow. What a concept you, you should have seen me. I mean, Carrie could see me, but I was like, (laughs) what my heart, that is incredible. And it's, you know, I love that you say that about that concept because so my eldest daughter goes to a daycare where it's at a facility where there's actually a veterans long-term care. And so before COVID started, the little kids would go over to the veterans long-term care and sit with the elders and read books with them. And it was so beautiful. And it was like the highlight of my daughter's week and the highlight of the veterans. And so the fact that you're raising that, that intergenerational care plan and program really does impact both sides so much. And it's just so impactful for both sides. I'm so glad you had that experience and that that is where you started, because I can imagine that was such an incredible place to be. And and it was hard not to fall in love for sure. It's like, sounds like, how could you get better than that? (laughs) Just add some therapy animals in and we were set. (laughs) We had everything I loved. (laughs) So now you're at another facility. Yeah. And how long have you been there? I have been with this nonprofit for about two years, um, a little over, yeah, almost two years. And I was their outreach coordinator, actually. So that was a different field for me, which was fun. But I really miss being with clients, with seniors. I wanted to be with seniors directly. And so the opportunity came up where there was uh, the director position within this nonprofit. So I moved over to that position in March. So it hasn't been very long and it's just been such a learning experience. (laughs) It's been incredible though. (laughs) I'm sure. But I mean, you're definitely perfect for the role, especially being so passionate about it. And, you know, it's so useful for everybody working in in your center, but also all of the individuals who are getting the benefits, all the clients. So I wanted to ask you because 
I kind of dabbled into the adult daycare or the adult day programs uh, with my mom when she was earlier on, because she really would just sit at home and not have much to do. And that was actually leading to some behaviors and boredom, but also overwhelm for myself and my father. So I imagine you have a lot of family members coming up to you saying, I need programming for my loved one. I need stimulation for my loved one. And I imagine they're coming to you very overwhelmed. Is that a lot of what you're seeing? Oh, yes. And especially after COVID, are you kidding? I mean, everyone's like, it's, it's been months. It's been over a year that I've been trying to entertain all day. And now it's your turn. Like she's all yours. He's all yours, you know? And I get it. I, I, I can't imagine. I was just talking yesterday. I was like, I get a weekend and I have Saturday, Sunday. These people don't, you, they don't get a weekend. So their time off is when their loved ones with me at my work. Right. So it's just like, it's never ending. So these, these families, when they find out we're open, because we're the only one that's been able to stay open in Southern Nevada during COVID, they find us and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, thank goodness for you. And we're just like, we're here. We got you. We're going to do this because the seniors, I mean, their loved ones have just been sitting in front of the TV, which no hate. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? We're in lockdown, you know? So they're just happy to be around people. So the seniors come in and they just light up just being around people again. And we have such a good time and it's so beneficial for the caregiver because when they come to pick them up, their, their loved ones energized and they're in a good mood because they've been social again. And, and so it's just good for everyone, but yes, I'm getting these, these poor caregivers with these, this look in their eyes. And I just want to hug them. And I just want to say, it's going to be okay. I totally understand what you're going through and we're here and you made it to us. I'm so glad you found us because, you know, you meet these caregivers that it's, they've been looking for help for so long, just so long. And it's like, I've been here. So it's like, how do I get to these caregivers that are needing this help and um, that are in these situations? Because so many people are looking for help and just reprieve from this long time of being at home. <laughs> so I'm glad I can provide it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, for both parties involved, the caregiver and the loved one, it is so beneficial. I imagine that you have also a lot of people coming to you perhaps where their loved ones might have some sort of verbal or physical aggression. So how do you manage that? Do you, are those people you're able to accept in your programs? I know that's a question that a lot of my clients have is, you know, I want that relief. I want that time during the day where I can have for myself, but my loved one has behavior. So where can I send them? What do I do? That's a hard one, right? So we have to be mindful of what are these behaviors and, and are we able to keep everyone safe? Cause that's my biggest thing. I'm all for, this is what I do. So I I'm all for whatever types of, you know, behaviors are going on. Let's say I, I want to do whatever I can to meet this person where they are and help them figure out their way out of these behaviors and to, you know, through them. So I'm all for anything like any type of behavior. The only thing that I would get worried about is safety of others. So when, it, when you have 30 clients, you know, in a room and when sundowning starts and a bunch of different things are going on, you have to be mindful of safety for care, the care staff, for the, for the clients or everyone. So, and for the person that's having the, you know, hard behaviors. So 
if we aren't able, if I can see that we won't be able to contain that person safely, then that's where I, I say, let's, let's, you know, take a couple steps back and see what else we can do first before maybe full on going into the adult daycare and doing a whole day. Let's, you know, do a couple hours and kind of play it out. Let's have the caregiver here for support. But I never want to turn anyone away, especially those, those caregivers handling those really, really stressful behaviors, because they're the ones that are really like, please help. <laughs> and so I just want to work with them, meet that senior as best as I can, that client to really get to know them and what works for them. So that period of, of getting to know people can take time and, you know, but I don't like to turn anyone away. So we want to work with everyone because we want these caregivers to get this much needed respite. So, but if I can't necessarily um, welcome them into the center, then we're going to help them find another place that's more appropriate for sure. Wow. And that would probably be such a relief for so many people listening. And because there are people who feel hopeless and think there's just no, no one out there who can give them that, you know, time away, that respite, that support. And I am so glad that there are facilities like yours that even if you can't accommodate them, you will try and support them in another way. Because I think too many places right now are just say no And you go that extra mile to really try and support those families and those individuals. So I'm really glad to hear you exist. I'm sure there are others out there and, you know, but I think that a lot of caregivers are faced with a lot of rejection and a lot of just disappointment constantly because they're trying to figure out a way that they can make this work for them and their loved one without having to look at, you know, a a full-time living facility. And it's hard. So it's insane. Honestly, it boggles my mind. What is put on caregivers? It doesn't make sense. We don't have enough resources for caregivers that are realistic for like money wise. I mean, it's just not realistic. The things that are out there, um, there's not enough programs. And like how you're saying people are turning people away because the staffing is low. I mean, it's just so much is stacked up against caregivers. They need people in their corner. And I'm just hoping, you know, I, I'm not hoping, I know this community of people like us professionals in this, it is growing and people are paying attention and there are amazing people out here to support caregivers, but we just need so many more. I mean, these caregivers need support and they, like you said, the rejection is real. The the rejection of different programs that you desperately need and being put on waiting lists and you won't get called for a year. I mean, it's like, and then to put them in memory care that costs hundred thousand a year. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. But yeah, I don't know what, what we're supposed to do, honestly. I don't either, but you're right. I mean, there is a lot of hope in the fact that the community is growing. There are so many different professionals and so many different disciplines that we're seeing now in the different social media spaces who are coming together to try and support caregivers in different ways and really creating a holistic approach and Mm -hmm. an approach from all ends where, like I saw someone this morning who was looking for a caregiver specialist in uh, physiotherapy or occupational therapy, or, Mm -hmm. you know, nutrition and all of that is starting to emerge. Mm -hmm. There's 
you know, there's really one or two in each field right now, but I'm sure that's going to grow and become prominent. And I think the future is very positive in terms of what caregivers will be able to access all over the world, regardless of where they are. And a lot of the resources are free that they can access. So that's really great to know. And and that will help them for sure on their journey. Agreed. What type of programming does your facility offer throughout the day? What are you, what are you offering for these, these individuals who are coming to your programs? So we try to keep them as busy as possible, right? We have to keep them on a schedule. As we know, with dementia care, you want to have a routine in place. And so every, you know, morning people come in, they have coffee and breakfast and they chat and we're listening to music. And then we do exercise at 10 a.m. I do an exercise class. And if you know me or seen my videos, I am so like dramatic and intense with my emotions. So, you know, I put on a show for these people because before COVID, they used to have every day they had a performer and you know, it's Vegas. So we probably had pretty good people coming in. They had a performer every day at two. and since COVID they haven't. So I'm their performer. These poor people have to (laughs) listen to me sing and watch me dance, but I do it and I go all out. And so our workout class is, uh, I try to keep it fun. You know, we count in different languages. We do a lot of trivia. We do word games. We do a lot of music and karaoke and sing-alongs. And so we just try to keep them as busy and happy and upbeat as possible. And then the afternoon more is after lunch is more like art and calming stuff and reminiscing, getting to know each other, playing some games, really just trying to keep the calm before sundowning hour happens. Right. So that's when a movie and popcorn comes out and hand massages. (laughs) So it's like, that's kind of the deal every day, but um, I like to keep it open. So whatever they're down to do, whatever they're feeling that day, that's what we're going to do. It's not set in stone because they're adults and they can do what they want within reason, (laughs) but I want them to do what they want. And, you know, sometimes it's rainy or cloudy and they just want to chill. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bug you today. And, and other days are like, come on, girl, let's get it. Let's get, let's get hyped up. And so they, they call the shots, (laughs) but I try to keep type kind of a routine going in there. (laughs) I need you to videotape yourself doing uh, song and dance because I think I need that in my daily life. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Put costumes on. Um, I have definitely dressed up a couple times. My staff looks at me. They're like, you're crazy, but it keeps people laughing. That's all I care about. My shame went out the door years ago when I started this business. I was like, I'll do anything to keep them laughing and happy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I have to see that. And also (laughs) these people are very lucky to be in your facility, to have you as their entertainer, but also to have all that programming. I mean, so beneficial for them, so beneficial for their brain, their brain workings and, you know, their memory and their functioning, because all of that stimulation is really important. And the way it's provided is really important. I did this like couple hour dementia program with an art therapist when I was in social work school. And it was so beneficial for these individuals, you would put on these old tunes that, you know, these uh, individuals probably grew up with. And you have these people who probably haven't verbalized anything or really shown any sort of expression in years. And all of a sudden they are smiling, they're dancing, they are moving and it's, it, it lights something up in them. And 
it is so beneficial. So that all that programming is just wonderful. Do you have caregivers coming in and saying, I have noticed such a change in my loved one. They are a different person. I don't even recognize them like for the better. Yes. Oh yes. Those are the best compliments. We actually had our, one of our case managers went through like, um, they, you know, we do the assessments like the mocha tests and, you know, where you, you make a, um, a clock and you, you say what the animals are and they redid that since COVID and it was incredible because COVID you'd think, okay, everyone's scores went down scores went up they stayed the same scores did not lower like across the board no scores lowered and it was insane to me that is oh my gosh that made me so excited but um recently i had a woman caregiver for her mother and she said carrie since you started in this position my mom is a different woman like you said she's like she is happy she wants to come here she is sleeping she's excited she is alert at night and wants to hang out after this now like all these things and she's like she talks about the girl at the center that's me you know that. and so it i can see the shift and i just one of my goals especially because we can't like hug on each other as much anymore is to make sure I say, I love you to all my people every day. I want to make sure they're told I love you. And I'm so glad five days a week, I get to look at them and say, I love you, you know, and give them, you know, air hugs as much as I can. And so I just, it's, it's an honor to be in their lives and to try to make a positive impact of some sort for them and their caregivers. So yes, those are the best compliments and they mean the world to me. (laughs) How fulfilling for you. I mean, just incredible gets you in the door every day gets you excited i can see your excitement and passion for it for those wondering you know i can't afford a daily program i really want to are there any sort of subsidies from the government or supports i'm not sure in nevada or in the united states since i'm here in canada how does that all work so i'm not the best person to talk to about this to be honest but this is the cool thing about where I work personally, we're the only nonprofit adult daycare center in our area. And so we work on a sliding scale. We work with people. We have people, most of my people are on grants. So a lot of people aren't paying to be there. It's not out of pocket. It is through grants. So that's how we make it possible. I don't want to say there are programs available in every state because I don't know. But here, and let me tell you, Nevada is not known for being good at anything. We literally are known for being the worst in healthcare, in education. We are not not great at things. And we have at least this these two locations that are available. So it gives me some hope to think there are some other states that have these programs, but there are grants that you can sign up for and they will provide you with, like the one I know of, it provides caregivers with it pays for monthly six to, uh, six hours a day, four days a week, which is incredible and pays for it in, in full. So you just have to look for what you qualify for. You have to see what grants are out there. There's national, there's local grants. You can uh, go through the Alzheimer's Association for respite grants. So just looking for those things. Sometimes I've heard of churches having free programs for day programs. 
Um, so you might want to look into that, but make sure they're a locked thing. That might be a little weird. I don't know how those work, but there are certain things available, but you have to get creative. And that's the hard part is caregivers don't have time to sit down and weed through a bunch of stuff. So, you know, asking for help if you have the loved ones or if you have family members that live further away that can't help you maybe physically, have them start looking up places, have them look up grants that are available in your area call a nonprofit near you that helps seniors. That's, that's kind of what I do is we, we help seniors. So, you know, call any caregiver Alliance or nonprofits that help people like that and see if they have anything to direct you to it's, it's worth a shot because um, yeah, that's what, that's how we keep people in is completely just working with them where they're at, because we know it is make or break. They need this or they can't go to work. Yeah, like literally, no, and so. wonderful because I think there's this misconception that you have to have all the money in the world to attend these sorts of programs and do these sorts of things. And yeah. so it's good to know that it's accessible for those who don't have all the money in the world because most people don't. And no. that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Carrie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Please let me know. How can people find you? It's going to go in the show notes, but how can people find you? <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. First off, I could talk forever to you. Um, so uh, find me, go look me up on Instagram is my main uh, site at, at dementia darling. And then I'm on TikTok and Facebook as well for at dementia darling. Um, check me out. I'm here to help you and support you along this journey. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for this opportunity to talk with you and for getting amazing professionals together to speak about this subject. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you too. And those checking out Carrie, you are not going to regret it. Take a look at her. She's amazing. Carrie, I will see you later and have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. (laughs) Bye. listening to caregivers compass if you've enjoyed this episode please leave us a review your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it i'm stephanie muscat have an uplifting day and i'll see you next time